Welcome to the Even the Rocks podcast, where we believe that just like the rocks cry out, proclaiming Jesus as our Savior, our symptoms cry out to help us support our temple. I'm Lindsay. And I am Danielle, and we are your hosts here. We are both nutritional therapy practitioners with a biblical worldview, and within this podcast, we will teach you the way God created our bodies to be innately intelligent. You will be pointed to Jesus and understand how to support your body best. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Even in the Rocks podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about essential fatty acids and how eating fat, how eating a well-rounded fat fat included in your diet is extremely important for so many different aspects of your health. Yeah, um, I'm so excited to talk about fatty acids, not because um, I think it's cool, um, but because I was a believer in the low-fat diet. Like, I grew up in the 90s when um, everybody was talking about low fat. Everybody was talking about, you know, this was the best way, like, you know, all of that. And I remember um, Olean. I don't know if you ever had experience with Olean, but I remember eating Olean and it was so exciting because you got Pringles that were fat free, like so stinking exciting. And then no joke, about 20 to 30 minutes later, you would be in the bathroom And it obviously got taken off the market and stuff. So um, also in the 90s was when my dad had his first heart attack at 42 years old. So I was always taught that fat is bad. Fat makes you fat. Fat makes you um, have heart disease. Fat makes you have, you know, all these problems when actually that's, that's completely false. Now, it is certain kinds of fats and it's mostly... What makes you what makes you carry extra weight is from eating too much food, like period. Um, but fatty acids, I um, am obsessed with them as well because I don't have a gallbladder anymore. And when I would eat fat um, before I started nutritional therapy, when I would eat fat, I would be in pain and miserable. And it didn't matter how good of quality fat, how bad of quality fat, I would just be miserable. And I, because my, now I know that I didn't have a gallbladder to help me digest and emulsify those fatty acids. And when you think of fat, I always, I never thought about it, but emulsifying, emulsifying is like taking something and like literally like almost grinding it out or rubbing it out so that it pulls away and creates each of its acids, like each of the different kinds of acids it's supposed to make. And, um, back in our digestion episode, we talked about how, you know, important it is for the digestive process. Um, and we talked about when the food hits the duodenum. So that little space after the stomach and right before the small intestine is the duodenum. And that is when, in that little, that little tiny, very important section is where the, um, uh, the liver, the gallbladder, the pancreas, all of those things work together to start emulsifying those fatty acids. And, I don't know about you, but I did not realize that fat was that important to everything. Yeah, we fat isn't food. Like you don't think about fat as food. You don't think about fat, you know, you have a fatty steak, you don't you eat around that fat. You don't you know, there there's a few fat, you know, we eat with butter. Butter makes things taste good, but that's really the gist of of what we know about fat. Yeah. In in common you know, if I think about before nutritional therapy, if I think about what kind of fat I ate, you know, my mom would always put whole cream over like frozen peaches. And that was one of our snacks. Oh, yeah, I know. So good. So good. 
whole heavy whipping cream. And now, now that I know about fat, like back then I was like, this is a treat. Like yeah. this is, this is great. And you know, I would even sprinkle a little bit of sugar over it, yep. just sugar, a bunch of whole cream and some frozen peaches. And that was a huge snack. It was a treat back then, but now it's like, I eat this regularly because I know how great that fat content is. Yeah. So I came kind of from the opposite. You know, my mom never used like the fake butter. She always used butter. Now it wasn't, you know, the grass fed butter, but she always used butter. Now when she was young and whenever we were close to our farm in Kansas, we would have, you know, the fresh cream from the farm. We would have the fresh, the fresh everything from those cattle that we knew that we raised and raised them well. But now, you know, we still ate heavy whipping cream and, and butter. So I was never fat deficient in my diet. That was always something that we never really thought about. Yeah. My mom knew that, you know, the fake butter wasn't good for you. But I didn't realize how important and how even in the midst of all of my all of my junk that I went through, I was fed well quality fat. And so, and I think to the um, misconception of fat, just, so let's talk about what fat is. First of all, fat is, um, it is like the, it provides energy. You already hit on it. It provides um, flavor. It provides satiety, um, all of that. Fat is nine calories per gram. Um, it is the most energy dense of all of our um uh, places that we can get calories. By the way, I'm just throwing this in there. You do not get fat from salt. Um, salt is not a caloric place. Just throwing that in there because I hear that all the time. Well, I'm too, I gained weight because I ate too much salt. No, that's not why you gained weight. Anyway, <clears throat> fat is, um, a place where we get our triglycerides and it also allows us to absorb our nutrients, our micronutrients. Like the reason why we're even eating the food for the, like other than the energy, but also for the nutrients. So there are fat soluble vitamins. You have vitamin A, um, vitamin D, vitamin E and vitamin K. Those require fat to be emulsified properly in order to absorb. So let's just say you're like me and don't have a gallbladder and you've not been supporting your liver and you can't handle, you can't tolerate fat. Well, you are going to probably have the stomach pain. You're probably going to be, well, all those vitamins I just mentioned, probably deficient in those because you're not absorbing them. Um, the other thing I did not know is that our dang, remember how we talked about in the foundations episode, I believe it was, like we're the organism all the way down to the cell structure and chemical structure. Mm -hmm. Our cellular walls, like the cell membranes of who we are is made up of fat. So I want you to think about that. Think about the different fat sources you take in. You can take in um, saturated fat, which saturated fat is just animal fat or um, coconut oil, um, your lard, your uh, bacon grease, like that kind of stuff. Those fats are more solid at room temperature, okay? So then think about that for just a moment and then think about your um, omega-9s, which are like your nut, seed, that kind of oil like avocado oil, vegetable oil, that kind of stuff. Those oils are liquid at room temperature. You are going to be soft. And what? You're going to be soft. You're going to be very soft. So you want your, you don't want your cell, cellular membranes to be so hard that all you're taking in is saturated fat. And you don't want your cell walls to be loosey goosey that all they're, that they can't even hold up a structure. So mm -hmm. balance is always the key. We're always going to speak about balance. But the other thing I had no idea about was how important fats are to our hormones. 
in the um, digestion episode, we talked about, you know, um, hormones and all of that kind of stuff being a secondary thing to digestion, which I still agree with. But if we are not digesting our fats and actually getting in quality balanced fats, our hormone systems are going to, to, to suffer. And I don't think we also think about hormones other than our reproductive hormones. Like there are so many, if your reproductive hormones are messed up, your other ones are probably getting ready to be messed up as well. And, and a lot of people don't understand that there are hormones associated with every function in your body. Yep. Hormones, having a hormonal imbalance is not just your reproduction. You have hormones that, that are in your stomach. You have hormones for every function that your body does that you don't associate with your hormones. If you have a digestive dysfunction, odds are your CCK hormone is, is you don't have that hormone and that hormone is imbalanced. And just that one hormone alone can send all the rest of your hormones for every other function out of balance. Absolutely. And you know, fat is important even. So like thinking about the whole COVID stuff and people coughing and, you know, like the lung part of it, you know, fats are required to dilate your bronchial tubes. Fats are required for maintaining homeostasis in your body. Fats are required to increase blood flow in the kidneys to help you detoxify all of the crazy things that you may have taken in, or if you're taking a, you know, medicine and it needs to come out and it's coming out through your, you know, your like, what is it? A blood, um, is it blood pressure medicine that, that Mm -hmm. pushes all of that out? So like fats are huge. And the, uh, like the real thing I think we want to get into, um, is probably inflammation. Inflammation is constantly thrown around, uh, um, like people will use inflammation as, as an excuse or they use it, they hear it and they only hear part of it. And, you know, you'll hear people saying, well, I, you know, we need to, or not just people, excuse me, you will hear companies or marketing say, well, we need to anti-inflame, anti-inflame, anti-inflame. But the problem is, first of all, fats are what help your body with inflammation and anti-inflammation. If you don't have proper balance of fatty acids in your body and you're not absorbing them, you're not going to be able to heal whatever it is. So the example I like to use is um, I run into the walls. I run into countertops. I run into things a lot. So just imagine with me, I'm walking through the kitchen and I run my hip into the countertop because I do about every other day or so. And I run that in, I run my hip into that. And all of a sudden, like, what do I feel? I feel a lot of hot burning. I feel like redness come and I feel a little bit of pain. What that is, is my PGE or pro, pro-inflammatory um, pathway using my fats to run there and like send a whole bunch of healing, um, healing white blood cells, also bringing cholesterol there to heal all of that. So you have to inflame to bring healing, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you don't want so much inflammation. Yeah, that, that's your body taking care of you. Inflammation is a symptom that your body is doing what your body is supposed to do. Inflaming yeah. is so, so important. Yep. What the problem is, is when you stay inflamed yep. because your body can't downregulate. Your body can't support that area of your body anymore. And so that's why inflammation sticks around. Yeah. Inflammation isn't a bad thing. No. Just like a fever isn't a bad thing. It's, it's our body working and it's our, it's our amazing, innately intelligent body working 
for our good. Yep. But then we have to support it for our good after that as well. Yeah. And I think um, you hit something there about, um, oh, shoot. Well, you said something that I want to expand upon and I can't remember. Our body's innately intelligent. Um, stay there. To stay in the inflammation. Oh. Um, so what happens when we stay inflamed and you were talking fever, this is why it, it, side, or it made me remember this. Our body looks at inflammation like we have a flu or we have a virus or something. And 30% of your body's caloric like use is going to go to fighting that inflammation. So imagine if you continue to stay inflamed, whether by your food choices, whether by using inappropriate oils or cooking with wrong oils, whether it's by you not moving, whether it's you in pain and not able to heal, you are going to feel miserable because your yeah. body is acting as if it's like, like if it has a flu or so forth. But the whole idea, like, so we need fat, we need fatty acids, we need quality fats, we need good proportion of fatty acids, but there are three things that we need to think about when it comes to our fatty acids, right? We need to think about our digestion. It has to be working functionally. And if you did not listen to the digestion episode, please, please, please go back and do that to learn how the digestive process works. And we cannot emulsify our fatty acids if we don't have proper working bile, if we don't even eat enough. Yeah. River, river, liver function. Um, and you know, something I did learn too, is that if you're not eating enough fat, your body is, and you're not used to eating fat, your body's like not used to making bile and the bile gets sluggish. Yeah. I had no idea about that. And I'm like, no wonder why I was in pain. Yeah. I wonder why. Um, so digestion, the liver, and then we just need enzymes. We need to make sure that our pancreatic enzymes are working. We need to make sure that we are supporting our body in all of those places um, when we have that. Um, so we have, I know I'm sure you've probably heard omega-3s. I'm sure you've heard of omega-3s, but have you heard of omega-6s? Omega-6s are our inflammatory type oils. Omega-3s are the DHA, ALA, that kind of thing. EPA, EPA, is that mm -hmm. right? Um, those things, um, omega-3s are the oils that help us anti-inflame, right? But remember I said we needed to have some stuff to help us inflame. When we don't allow ourselves to inflame and we don't have some of those omega-6s like um, stuff from, uh, what's it, flax, is it flaxseed oil? Mm -hmm. Like flaxseed oil and things like that. So basically, we're, all we're trying to say is, diversify your fatty acids and your fat quality matters. So don't just eat saturated fats. Don't just eat avocado oil and extra virgin olive oil. Don't just do that. Like there's more to fat than just like good fat, bad fat, mm -hmm. um, which we'll talk about that in just a moment. I'll let you take over on that for a minute, but we need to have an appropriate ratio of this. And we also need to make sure that we are not cooking with our oils inappropriately because right. you can, Oh my God. I did not know this part either. Yeah. Well, like even olive oil, olive oil yeah. is what everyone cooks with. Yes. Olive oil is not supposed to get hot. Nope. If olive oil gets hot, it goes rancid. Yep. And then, it, it, then it's rancid in your body. 
rants that that's bad. Yeah, and it can create trans fat. Yeah. You just created yeah. yourself a trans fat. Yeah. If you're gonna cook something and cook it hot and 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 you're cooking with specific oils, it needs to be something that is a saturated fat. Cook with butter. Yep. As as grass-fed and natural butter as you can get with olive oil, with um not olive oil, I meant coconut oil. Yeah. With coconut oil, you know? I with with bacon fat. Yep. You want your food to taste good. This goes back to all of the foundations are gonna intermingle. This goes back to digestion. If you're gonna cook an egg and bacon, cook it right there in the bacon fat. Yep. That's not fat. That's not going to hurt your body. It's making your food taste good. Number one, that matters more than anything. Yep. But it's also helping so many functions of your body. It's helping you to break down that food and absorb that food. You know, another thing with fat, if you're not, if, if you often get sunburnt, you are very deficient in your oils and in your fat. Yep. Absolutely. And I, I misspoke earlier. Um, flaxseed oil is omega is is an omega three oil. It's not an omega nine. Oh. Um, I misspoke on that, but yeah, like that was something I went to Florida and I had been working on my liver and my, um, uh, fatty acid emulsification and I did not get burnt. Like I had a little bit of, I used to like, I would, it didn't matter what sunscreen I would put on. I would put the exact same thing on. I put on my kids and I would burn every single time, but and I was you don't all... have a gallbladder. Right. Right. Huge. Yes. Huge. And yeah, it's huge that, and I'm able to survive without burning like a crisp, like I used to. Yeah. You um, know, if, you do, if you do have your gallbladder removed, it's very important that you take bile salts to help your body break down your food. And, you know, if back to digestion, cause I will most likely always go back to digestion, <laughs> but if you have had your gallbladder removed, your gallbladder is a storage sack. If you don't have that, your bile is constantly dripping into your intestines. You know, think about, think about a rock. If rain is constantly dripping on a rock, there's going to be, it's going to corrode it. Yep. Constant, constant bile dripping into your intestines is going to inflame your intestines. So if you've had your gallbladder removed and you were not given proper education, I am so sorry. I'm sorry that someone didn't teach you what happens after your gallbladder. I'm sorry that you weren't taught how to support your gallbladder. I'm sorry that somebody just saw your one symptom and decided, oh, let's just remove your gallbladder. I'm sorry that you were treated that way because odds are you have had a lot of symptoms after that, that you could have avoided if you had been supported better. You ready and to so, hear? Oh, go ahead. What? You ready to hear some of those symptoms afterward? Yeah. Um, you shared your embarrassing story um, with digestion in the digestion episode. Um, after I had my gallbladder out, I had what's called dumping syndrome. And dumping syndrome is when it's literally the bile is like just dumping into your um, into your intestines. And I was a teacher in middle school and yeah. I was pooping my pants. I wouldn't even know that there was poop on my pants. There would always there was poop on my pants 
for a very long time and I had no idea what was happening, anything like that. And um, they gave me, they called it, or I called my doctor's office and I told them, they're like, oh, well, you've got dumping syndrome. That's okay. We'll just give you this. They gave me this medicine. It was called cholestramine or cholestramine. And it was like a tang packet, you know, like tang of the days of old, like the orange drink. Yeah, um, it was amazing. Yes, it was. Super, super toxic. Yes, it was so dang good. Um, <laughs> that's what's wrong with us. Um, so I would that take that every day. <laughs> so I would take this every day. And at about a month, I was walking. I was, you know, stood on my feet all day long teaching and stuff. And I was walking and it felt like there were needles prickling every single one of my joints. Well, I became allergic to that medicine. And then they said, oh, just, you know, it'll go away. And so, and they made me stop the medicine that was causing me an allergy, but I had no idea. And then I went for a decade and some, and now I understand that my symptoms were due to fatty acid deficiency. I have thyroid problems. I have all of these other things that could have been supported by making sure I had enough fatty acids and the right balance of fatty acids. And it was still during the time where people were like, oh, saturated fat, bad, you know, only eat olive oil, only eat, you know, this. And um, I think that when we think of fats, we need to stop thinking in uh, uh, this or that. Mm -hmm. And we need to be thinking still about the root of, does it come from an animal? Does it come from a plant? Is it in the purest form from both of those places? Or is it being man processed from those places? And I think that that might help you just be able to apply that. But yes, if you've had your gallbladder out, please, please, please either speak to one of us. Um, you can always contact us at even the rocks podcast at gmail.com. But please speak to us and talk to us and let's get you some help so that we can make sure that you are um, digesting your essential fatty acids properly. Now, do you want to talk about some unhealthy fats? Yes, of course I do. <laughs> So, you know, a lot of unhealthy fats that we see as healthy are canola oil, vegetable oil, all of these things that are in, you know, a good rule of thumb. If it's in a clear plastic bottle, don't ever buy it. If it is a clear plastic bottle, bottle, stay far away from it. It might say heart healthy. Now, the American Heart Association was actually paid millions of dollars a very long time ago when a million dollars wasn't the same amount of a million dollars it is today to tell you the vegetable oil is healthy. Yep. So again, money is the main driver in what we eat. If, if you look at the, if you look at the shelf of foods that say fat free, they're most likely more expensive than the other option. Yep. Now you have to eat foods that support you. And, and I understand that it can be confusing and it can be hard because fat is associated with a specific body type and yep. what a specific body looks like. And that's not, that word came, that word just, it, it doesn't mean what it used to mean. Yep. That means, that means fat. That is, is a food source that helps you to support you, to help you absorb everything that you're eating. We need fat. We desperately need fat. We need the right kind of fat, but you know, 
vegetable, again, vegetable oil, vegetable oil it, and fish oil. If it's in a bottle, those things have been cooked out of what their, their natural source is from. They've been cooked out. They haven't been, they, they are at, there's added ingredients to make it smell good. Mm-hmm. If you've never watched, there's videos on YouTube where it like talks about the, oh, just talking about it makes me vomit. I know. I like my stomach hurts. Yes. Vegetable oil is like, it's, it's, it's churned and it, and it looks disgusting and there's all these fillers and all these ingredients and then it's, it's cleaned and it, they put fragrances in them so that you don't smell the rancidness of it. You know, the thing that I like to think about when it comes to fats is how did God create this first and foremost, you know, in an animal, there's fat all around that animal in, in whole milk. There's a lot of fat in whole milk. In whole milk, you can you all you have to do is stir your butter or stir your milk, your cream really fast, and you'll get good quality butter. Yep. Vegetables. Okay, so have you ever squeezed like a corn? Like squeeze a plant, squeeze a little bit of plant, and you have that little bit of fat on your fingers. Maybe if you squeeze it really, really tight, that's a tiny amount of fat. And then you get a huge bottle of that. Think about, you wouldn't, you wouldn't consume that much fat in nature. You would consume that much fat from a cow yeah, because it's in your meat. Yep. You know, when it comes to nuts, nuts are an excellent source of fat. But how did God create those nuts? He, you know, cashews have something around them, encasing them, walnuts, all of pecans, all of these things have hard cases around them that you have to work at mm-hmm. to get the nut out. Now, again, think about that. You break, you break open that nut. It takes a minute. Then that nut has to be broken and pressed, hard pressed to produce a tiny amount of oil. Mm-hmm. Should we be eating handfuls of nuts daily? How long would that take you if you're sitting down eating walnuts yeah. or whatever your favorite nut is? How long is it going to take you to open that up and eat that? You're going to get tired and you're going to get full of eating that nut at that rate. Again, we talk about this all the time. Everything God does has a purpose. Every way that he created for us to eat has a purpose. I love what you just did there. Those nuts they're, they're, they're confined. They're, there's a hard casing around them. You have to work at getting it out. Once you open it, you can eat a little bit of that, but how much oil are you getting there? How much oil do we get from a steak? God has a purpose in how much fat he gives in all of these things. There needs to be balance, but balance doesn't mean the same amount for a steak and the same amount for a pecan. I flipping love that. Cause what you just did, you just visualize or put together for me that God created ways of self-control for us. Yeah. And he man-made ways to go to Costco and go grab the humongous, and now I understand four ounce of vegetable oil. Yeah. Or the humongous bags of nuts that you were just talking about. Like, I know I have some clients that struggle with that. They'll go and they're like, Oh, I know this is healthy. They're, they're right. But their handful 
is yeah. like how much fat versus what it would have been like if you sat down with the whole nut and had to crack it open yourself and take your time and actually, I don't know, be part of that food, like the way God intended. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You just like set this light bulb off in my head that <laughs> this is, that God really did create self-control for us. Like it's not just something that we do in the spirit. It's also something that he designed and, you know, cause I know it's a gift, uh, um, a gift of the spirit, but also he designed our food for self-control as it and is. He knew that we would have a hard time with self-control. He knew we were sinners. He knew that I was going to have a hard time and want to eat an entire bowl of cashews. Yes. And now I can, I can run and grab, I have a, I have a big bottle of cashews right over there. But I don't eat them that way anymore. I think, okay, how long would it take me to open that? Uh-huh. I can have 10, eat them slowly. Again, digestion, think about what you're eating. Yeah. Chew it up. Taste that fat as your, as your body is, as your teeth are, are compressing that and, and making, you know, making it softer. You can taste those oils in your mouth. Yeah. Balance and, and moderation is key for everything, including how God created us to be able to consume fats. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, the so I know that people are probably like, well, then how much fat do I need? Like, what am I supposed to do? And honestly, our answer is probably going to be to everything. It's bio-individual. And bio-individual mm-hmm. just means that literally based on your current symptoms, your current lifestyle, your current needs that that's probably about a ratio that you need, but the ideal ratio of omega threes or omega sixes to omega threes in your diet is about two to one. So for every omega six, and I'm going to, um, read off some ideas of omega sixes for you. Um, sunflower seeds, safflower oil, which again, all of these oils, if you're eating these and these things, they should probably be from organic cold pressed type of oils, not from, um, what is that called? Um, processed, you know what I mean? What am I thinking? What am I thinking of? Anyway. Um, so sunflower seeds are omega sixes, safflower oil. You're going to find safflower oil as kind of a, I don't know if it's a preservative or some kind of flavor enhancer in, um, like protein bars is where I think I've seen them most. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say peanut oil and then corn oil. Those are sources of omega-6 that actually cause us to inflame, remember. Um, black currant seed oil, evening primrose oil, and borage oil. Those are ones that can actually help us. I mean, like, these oils will help us. They will inflame you. Uh-huh. They will help to inflame you when your body needs inflammation. Absolutely. You, you know, and, and one thing that these oils can be toxic in our bodies as well. Yep. If they aren't properly sourced, if they aren't properly made you know sunflower oil safflower oil is in everything yep that is very bad for you (laughs) yep period you don't want to be eating that you don't want to be heating that you don't want to be getting things off the shelf that have that in it nope because those are not properly sourced sunflower seeds i love sunflower seeds but again, back to balance and back to how did God create us to eat this? Eat a handful of sunflower seeds. You can still do that. You can still eat those nuts, but do it in a way that makes sense to how God created it to be consumed. Yeah. 
Um, so speaking, like just going off of what you just said that, um, I know some people will probably say, well, these aren't, these aren't technically bad. The dose makes the poison. And I'm going to say the dose does make the poison. And the reason why that, you know, if you had, um, these oils in, you know, let's just say once a month or twice a month or so, yeah, it might like cause you a little bit of uh, digestive upset, or you may just feel a little off one day, no big deal. But the problem is you just said like everything on the shelf uses sunflower oil, safflower oil. When you go to the um, uh, fast food restaurants, a lot of things are fried in peanut oil or uh, I don't know about you, but in the Midwest, you know, deep frying your turkey, (laughs) everything is deep fried and your deep fried turkey was brand new when peanut oil. I remember when peanut oil came out, it was a big deal because it has no flavor and it doesn't do anything. You know, it's so much better for you. Corn oil. I am from the the Midwest. We are when we say we're corn fed, we are literally corn fed. Like everything, everything most has corn. corn. Most of our sugars, corn yep. syrup is. Yep. And so, um, like again, the the dose makes the poison. But look at how many things that we are eating that have these inflammatory oils in them. Yeah. So let's talk about the some claims. Yeah, right, right. So those were the omega-6 oils examples, some omega-3s, which are your anti-inflammatory type oils. Things or fats, I should say. These kinds of things will help you to anti-inflame. And those are chia seeds, hemp seeds, walnuts, flax seeds, cod liver oil, fish and fish oil. These things are your your best sources. Actually, cod liver oil, fish oil... Um, those are probably your best sources of getting in the EPA and DHA. Um, but these are the places you can get anti-inflammatory supports from. And remember, it is a two to one omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. So, all right. So we talked about... When, when you are consuming fish oil, we're not talking about the, the encapsulated fish oils. Those, again, are toxic. The way that they're produced, think again, think about how much fat is in, you know, I had salmon this morning for breakfast. How much fat did I consume when I ate that salmon? It wasn't a lot. There was, there was fat that was running through all of the meat that I was eating, yeah. obviously, but that is how God created that for me. Yep. Not completely compressed and in these little capsules that can actually be toxic because they're not actually preserved well. Your fish oil, um, I was fortunate enough to um, be around a naturopath um, doctor and she taught me the um, ingredients, like there should be like two ingredients in your fish oil. And if it's not got a certain sticker on it and not certain stamp and not these two specific ingredients in it, then you're just taking toxic stuff. So probably what you're getting at your local Walmart or your local Target is probably even your local health food store. Oh, that's true. Okay, let's not be discriminatory. Yes, your local health food store is probably not going to, you know, have the high quality. And um, I know you just did today on your stories or yesterday on your stories, you were having um, your followers send you examples of supplements to see if it's a quality supplement. A lot of them send me fish oil. I personally do not recommend a fish oil to anyone. I don't take a fish oil. My dad took a fish oil and I took it and threw it away. I was like, you're not allowed to eat this anymore. And he was like, what? I've taken that for years. I was like, yeah, I know. 
I can show you all the reasons why you shouldn't take it because of your symptoms. Yep. And that's the yeah. other thing too. It's very, um, you shouldn't necessarily need fish oil every day if you are right. eating a balanced diet. And if especially when you eat every day, if you're eating a good fish every day, you shouldn't be taking fish oil. Right. Or if and you're you getting, fish every, you shouldn't have fish every day. No. And like, and if you are getting your other sources, like your hemp, pumpkin seeds, walnuts, wheat, like if you're getting a good variety of omega-3 sources, you don't need, variety is the spice of life and variety is the yeah. best, you know, the best thing. And you know, a lot of what I, I eat butter every day, I eat coconut oil every day, I eat bacon fat, I eat, what else do I have? I have tallow. I eat a lot of animal-based fats. I don't have olive oil in my house. I, whenever I do want those fats, whenever I, you know, and your body's going to tell you. Once you start to listen to your body and you feel better, you can, you can consume those fats. I don't consume those fats other than with oil, with the, the nut itself. If I want sunflower seeds... I, I steer as clear as possible from sunflower oil in my ingredients, yep. in like in products, in chips that I buy, in those kind of things. I steer clear of those things. I eat a lot of animal-based fats and I do eat seeds. Okay. I do eat seeds, but that's the only source that I try to eat yeah. from those kind of sources. Well, and you know, I, I went to the store, like a local store that's kind of expensive, but I got myself some duck fat and I got myself some lard and I got myself something else just fresh in the refrigerator section. And it's cheaper than getting like avocado oil and olive oil and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So again, a good healthy mix of, you know, making sure that your cell walls are not super rigid or super loosey goosey, Yeah. but making sure that you are eating that variety throughout the day. And yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. um, I think the last kind of thing to go over before we kind of wrap up is kind of like um, we can give you an idea of some balance of, you know, where some of your fats should be coming from because we're talking about this variety. So, again, there are things that you need to keep in mind when it comes to your fat intake, um, your bioindividual needs of your, heredit your hereditary line. So if you already have pre-existing conditions or all of that kind of stuff, your stage of life, your activity level, your illness, like when you're ill, those kinds of things. So this is just an idea, but 30% of your fat intake should come from saturated. About 10% should come from your omega threes and sixes. And about 60% of your fats should come from omega nines. And I think that um, like omega nines mean like extra virgin olive oil, hazelnut oil, avocado oil, that kind of stuff. Remember, saturated fats are usually from animals that are it's solid at room temperature. And your polyunsaturated fats are, um, like your, like I said, your omega-3s and 6s. Like you're not going to get a lot, or you shouldn't have a ton of either of those. Um, and you don't need a ton of either of those if you're working properly. And, and the goal for that, the goal that I steer for is to avoid those. Because you're going to get them in everything. Yeah. I stay away from polyunsaturated fats because I know that every once I'm going to eat sunflower seeds, I'm going to eat nuts because I, I enjoy nuts occasionally. We're going to get those in 
in going to the in going out to eat or in going to eat with friends, you're going to get those seeds. You're going to get those oils. Yeah. So I personally make a goal to stay away from it. I do too. I don't, I don't need them. I mean, like you said, they're, oh. you're going to get them in they're your They're everywhere. Diet. Yeah, they are. They're actually, you know, I guess that's a good thing and a bad thing in some ways that our food is kind of fortified if you're not just paying attention to every little thing you're putting in. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I have, I've, I steer clear of those oils, but I know that I'm still getting enough for the balance that my body needs. Yeah. All right, guys, um, this has been about the fatty acids, about how fatty acids are your, um, are another foundation of wellness. And you have to have a properly working digestive system in order to make sure that you are absorbing and emulsifying and absorbing your fats. Fats are vital. You are not fat because you eat fat. You do not carry extra fat because you eat fat. You are actually probably pretty darn healthy if you are eating good quality variety of fats. All right, guys, until next time. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can support this podcast by going to koko-fi.com slash eventherockspodcast or find this link in the show notes. This helps to support us continue to make these episodes available to you. If you would like to work with either of us, you can find us on Instagram at eventherockspodcast or email us at even the rocks podcast at gmail.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please rate us at five stars and leave us a review. We appreciate you greatly for listening.